Welcome to the Best Relationship Ever podcast. I'm Freddie Concio. And I'm Melinda Concio. To navigate the best relationship ever, we have found some of the greatest skills to accomplish this. Through 35 years of marriage and 25 years of pastoring, much of what we've learned will be shared throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in creating amazing relationships in your life, Hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our podcasts. So what episode is this one today? Well, I cheated because you told me a minute ago, it's number seven. That's right. It is seven. And you took a risk and you said it was six. But we took that out of the recording, but we're going to save it for bloopers for later. Okay. You're in trouble. Well, speaking about risk, uh, today's program is called... The Benefits of Risk in Love. There's benefits in risk and love? Well, since this has to be rated J for Jesus... (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, There are lots of benefits, but we're talking about the risk of any type of relationships and um, how risk actually adds to every relationship that we have. Risk can be scary, very scary. And I got to admit, I did a risk back in 1986 when I met you. Well, you met me in 83, so you married me in 86. That's true. When I first asked you out on a date, I took a risk. Because back in those days, us Christians were so Christianese that we didn't really date. We only fellowshiped. Right, because it wasn't spiritual enough to go on a date. Right, so we would fellowship. So I would say, "Uh, Melinda, would you like to fellowship with me this afternoon and let's go get lunch together? In fellowship, of course, right? Of course, only fellowship. So it was a big risk, everybody, when I asked this girl out. And um, I do have to say I was scared. On a 1 to 10, I was hitting about a marker of about an 8 or a 9 because it was really out of my comfort zone, even out of my nationality zone, may I add. Oh, I was going to ask what was so scary about it. Well, I don't know if you know it. You're a white girl. No. <laughs> Who told you? I'm not that white, you know? So I, I'm Latin, and here I am dating this white girl, and I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm totally out of my comfort zone. Right. Well, and you know what, especially at that time, you have to set the time because a lot of people don't understand. It's very common now to see uh, multiracial couples couples and uh, people hanging out together. But in the 80s, it wasn't as common. Yeah, it was just starting out. It was just about... If you think of I Love Lucy, I mean, that was the original white girl and Latin guy, right? Well, what it took for me was... I started to pray about it, and I was talking with my friend, and I we were talking about it, and I know we were being a little bit of a uh, borderline uh, racial, racist. You know, we, we started talking about how uh, white girls, you know, they're different than, than Latin girls, and, and we were all into different issues. And finally, I said, hey, man, what really counts is do they know Jesus? Do they know the Lord? And... He said, well, how can you tell, man? You can't tell that until later on. I went, you know how you can tell? By the way they pray. Yeah. He says, what? I said, listen, you ask them to pray. 
And if they talk to God like God is way out there, far distant person way out there, then God's distant from them. If they talk to God like God is close, right there at their, their beck and call, then you understand, oh, they're close to God, really close to God. So he says, so what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to ask you to pray because I was going to be singing that day in the church service. So I called you up and I said, hey, would you like to join us in prayer? Because I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be up there on the platform performing before 2,000 people. Would you like to pray for me, God's anointed man? Now, I know I didn't say it exactly like that, but it was definitely pushing my ego because I was taking a risk. I was asking this girl to pray, and then I was going to ask her out on a date. And I'm like, oh, Lord, what's oh, going to happen? You mean fellowship. Fellowship, that's correct. That's right. So uh, how does it go? So eventually um, she's hearing this whole conversation that we're having because we don't know how to talk quiet. I guess Latins talk louder. I don't know. But anyway, so eventually she comes over and I ask her, would you please join us in prayer because I'm going to be up there ministering? And she says, sure. She grabs my hand in a death grip. Begins to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that Freddie realizes it's all you and not him, Lord. And she went on to say this prayer that left me with my mouth shut because I could not believe how she went into this prayer and how close she was with God and the access that she had towards him. Aww. I never knew that you actually felt a type of fear or that that was a risk, you always came across so confident. Well, I, I usually was, but when it came to that, I was like, no, I've, I, I've never been here nor done that. And that is usually what a risk is. Yeah, A risk is something that you can say, I've never been here nor done that. Or if I have done it, I've failed in it and I don't mm -hmm. want to fail again. So risk involves just throwing yourself out there and you can, it can hurt. Sure. Well, I think that is the risk, right? Yes. That when you're putting out um, emotional feelers or trying to make new relationships, that in itself is the, that is the risk. You're risking rejection. Yes. You could be risking, um, well, if you're even in already in a relationship, a difficult conversation or bringing up something, it could be risky because you don't know the response you might get. So true. So true. And when you find out that in the risk, there's also benefits. Yes. If the risk turns out as well as you were hoping for. And in my case, mine turned out with a beautiful, yes, I would love to go fellowship with you this Sunday. And you did. And we've been fellowshipping ever since. <laughs> it's been amazing. And there's been a lot of benefits. But, you know, it never stopped there. Risk are constantly being taken in yes. our relationship Yeah, almost every other day. Every day. Yeah, we're risking. There's a risk every day. Every day when you're in a relationship with anybody, when you're offering your heart, I care about you, there's always a risk of rejection or a risk that something will be thrown back in your face. Um, you and I have been together long enough now that, that we know each other pretty well but it doesn't even matter because that risk is still there, seen or unseen. It's still a risk. I like how you said that, seen or unseen, it's still a risk. Mm -hmm. And you're right. There are some unseen risks that we take at times and we're unable to see 
what the outcome is going to be until it's too late or until it just happens. Right. And uh, I'm very glad that I took that risk with you because we're able to have a family together. We've Mm -hmm. been able to have ministry together, 25 years of pastoring, 35 years of marriage. Yes. It's been amazing. It's one big risk, but yet it's been amazing, the benefits. Mm -hmm. And I like to talk a little bit about the benefits of risking because sometimes I think people when they jump into a risk, all they see is the risk. Yeah. They don't see, well, there could be a benefit on the other side of this risk. So they're they're focused on the fearful side. Yes, exactly. Rather than looking at the reasons why they should actually step into it. I, I like to think about uh risk when I think about like as an investment. Mm. Like when you're investing money, let's use actual money. <laughs> um when you invest money our pastor once told us a long time ago, he says, never invest more than what you're willing to lose. Ah, so safe risk. The, to make it a safe risk. So in other words, if um, you don't take, take your rent money, what you need to pay your rent and risk it on an investment. Gotcha. Because if you don't get the return that you need, you're gonna then you're going to be in a way hard way to go, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think in relationships, the same way. When I'm stepping into a relationship, let's take for an example, a brand new relationship. Yeah. And that we just met somebody and and you think they're like, well, I'd like to get to know this person or um, especially through this COVID, we've all been divided and separated into corners. It feels like that now that we're stepping out and you're like, you know what, I'd, I'd like to like to, you know, find a community, a place where I can hang out. There's a risk when you walk into any place to try and start a new friendship, like, are they going to be cool? Are they going to turn out to be stalkers? Are they going to be, you know, so you have to find a way. How do you make that judgment of what's a safe investment that if it doesn't go the way I wanted to, I'm not going to be bankrupt. Well, speaking about risk and safe investments and benefits, there's ways of looking at things. I remember one time I had a coach, Tell me one time, he said, Freddie, come on, you're playing the game, you're in the game, but you're you're playing not to lose. And I went, what? He says, you're playing not to lose. You're not playing to win. That's good. And I went, whoa, I never thought of that. And there are times in risk, we don't risk because we're playing not to lose. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we never win or we never get the benefit on the other end of that. That's and so good. And it's so important to play to win. That's really good. Well, and you think of in relationships, why people won't risk or why they play it safe, like you just said. Sometimes you play it so safe, like uh, we've built these walls of protection because of past hurt Mm -hmm. or um, lack of, uh, you know, you've had your feelings hurt before or somebody didn't reach out when you want them to reach out or God forbid somebody in the church talked about you or something like that. So then you all of a sudden build these huge walls of protection, thinking that you're keeping yourself safe. But what you've really done is those walls have become your own personal prison. Ooh, that's heavy. Okay. And, and you know what? Are prisons built to keep people out or do they keep people in? <laughs> it keeps people in. So yes. when you build those walls, you're actually imprisoning yourself. So true. Wow. So to be able to recognize starting to take baby steps, safe risks into relationships 
so that you can mature and grow into something more. Later on, I want to talk about, in probably about another five, ten minutes, I want to talk about risk boxes. That yeah. There are different risk boxes that we can use, high, medium, and low. And mm-hmm, I'll be talking about mm-hmm. that in just a minute. But I'd like you to read that scripture in Matthew 5, 43 and 46, uh, through 46. And it talks about risk, whether you know it or not. In Matthew 5, verse 43, go for it. Okay. Um, You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And I think that was the common saying back in the day. And this was Jesus who was saying this, right? Yes. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. No, wait a minute. Love your enemies. Who's going to take time to love an enemy? What what is the story? And it sounds like it's, it's, it's more of a risk to love your enemy to repair that relationship, basically what he's saying. Right. Watch, go ahead. Okay. And then it goes on and it says, uh, so love your enemies, bless those who curse you. It's like the opposite of what. Right, uh, exactly. Bless, that's a risk. Do good to those who hate you. Another risk. (laughs) And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the sons of your father in heaven. There's a benefit right there. Yeah. He's laying the benefit out. Go for it. Read it again. That you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? <laughs> do not even the tax collectors do the same. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? In other words, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same thing as everybody else is doing. Yeah, there's no risk involved whatsoever. And that's one of the things that I look at is that God is constantly putting us in situations where in relationships, if we want the best relationship ever, there's going to be a risk that's going to be involved. Yeah. Like last week, we spoke a little bit about suffering, that love involves suffering because of the word passion. And we had spoken the passion of Christ and what that meant. But when we look at it, the, the common everyday relationship that we have with our friends, our family, our loved ones, our coworkers, I mean, we find out that there's going to be risks that are going to be involved And many of us do not want to walk through that door of risk. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes we may not know how to walk through the door of risk. And that's where we need God all the more to speak to us and lead us and guide us. Or we learn to grow through trial and error. Oh, I took a risk that was wrong. Or, hey, I got the benefits. Yay, it worked. You know, so it all depends on how you're looking at it. Like the story of of our pastor. Um, We had a pastor uh, named Pastor Butch. Plumber. He was an amazing man of God. I mean, just awesome guy. But Melinda and I were just about to get married. Right. We weren't married, and we were starting to put things together. You know, you know, you know what it takes to do the wedding plans and and getting all the finances together and figuring out where you're going to live together and all these different things. So we're just at the like about what. A month or two? A month before, maybe two months before our wedding. Two months before our wedding, and we look at our finances, and we're like, whoa, we are much lower than we thought we would be. Because a youth pastor, which I was, doesn't make very much money. And Melinda had just quit her job. No, I had started. Yeah, remember I was working for a brand new company. And they weren't able to pay. And they weren't able to pay me for that month. Yeah. 
So here's here's all the risks laid out in front of everybody. So we lay it in front of our pastor and we say, hey, we're really going through it. We got our weddings just about to happen in a month or two. We're hurting financially. I mean, our ministry's not taking off like we thought it would. Just different things are just, you know, just showing up. And his key words were to me was, or to us. Well, remember what he did first. What's before that? he spoke. Yeah. We were pouring out our hearts, like yes. being totally embarrassed, sharing all this stuff. Sharing risk, risk, right. risk. Right. It was a hundred percent risk, like, you know, feeling vulnerable. This is, you know, where everything's all messed up and we're almost crying. And he almost looked like he was laughing at us. Yep. He looked like he was ready to to bust a he gut. He was chuckling a little and bit. And then he started chuckling and eventually it came out. He looked at us and said, <laughs> Boy, you guys are going through it. And we went, Yes, we are. And he goes, don't you know pressure causes growth? <laughs> yep. And we looked at each other like, pressure causes growth. He says, and you're loaded with it. <laughs> yeah. In other words, be happy. You're going to grow through all this pressure. Well, we didn't see that at all. That pressure causes growth. I didn't see that there was a risk that was taking place in my life at that moment, a risk as a young man willing to get married and willing to face on life. I didn't realize there's going to be a benefit on the other end of taking that risk. And that benefit ended up turning out that my family and friends and all the people that supported our relationship for dating three and a half years came in and blessed our socks off. I mean, financially, our wedding was covered. People donated a cake to us that was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a great time. That's so true. It was a beautiful wedding. And the people that showed up to bless us, even our pastor, he uh, blessed us even at that table. He ended up giving us, I don't know if you remember, he gave us money. Yes, he did. Towards uh, everything that we were going through. And, but the closeness, I, it's one thing to be blessed, you know, financially and, and thank God for that because it helped so much. But even the relationship, I felt when we walked away from that table after taking the risk of opening up to our pastor and his awesome wife, that they in turn grew closer to us. Like, it emptied out the shame that could have been because of the lack of finances that we had and that mm -hmm. we were feeling embarrassed about. But it emptied that. It like turned the lights on and all the darkness disappeared. But if we were never stepped into that place of risk, that could, could have, have never happened. Would have missed out on the blessing of the benefits. The, yeah, the benefits far outweighed what the risk felt like at that time. And haven't you found out that as, as we've matured, I don't want to say we're getting old, but as we are maturing yes. in this life, as we've gone through things, that things that we look back at now at that episode, mm. and it's it's almost humorous. We share it almost in humor. Yeah. But at the moment we were going through it, can you remember? My heart was beating out of yes, my chest. And I, was I was shaking scared. in Yes. I was so nervous about it. But that is part of growing in taking risk, and that God goes with you through those steps. He doesn't expect somebody who's brand new at taking steps of risk and expect you to be like risking something huge that could cost you your life. Yeah. It's proportionate to where you are in life. 
Thank you, Butch Plummer. Yeah. What a blessing you were, Pastor yes, Butch. Yes, he is. Still used, blessed. He used to us. call him Shep, Shepherd. In Proverbs 3, 13 and 14, it says this, Happy is the man who finds wisdom. That was us. We were happy once yes. we found that wisdom. And the man who gains understanding, for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. Hmm, sounds like you're talking about another woman there. <laughs> no, it's talking about wisdom, and she's known as a she. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, by the way? What? What's that? That wisdom is known as a she. Well, I'm not surprised. Well, whatever. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's true, because uh, wisdom... I feel like it's the application of knowledge. Yes, it is. But if there is no risk taken to learn something, you have no knowledge, how is wisdom going to be applied in a situation? Hmm. Here's some tips I like to give in regards to taking risk in relationships. Because okay. I said I was going to share this. Sure. About the high risk box, medium risk right. box, and low risk box. How does that work in a relationship? Because there are some guys that'll start out a relationship and just throw everything. You know, their feelings are left on their sleeves, and mm-hmm. they're throwing it all out there, and they risk it all, and then they start crying because hey, it didn't work out like they thought. Right? Yeah. And sometimes they're taking a bigger risk than necessary. Mm. How do you take the right angle risk? And here's what I believe it is: risk deals with trust. How much can I trust you with what I'm about to risk with you? Mm-hmm. So there's high trust, yeah, which is the high risk box. Sure. There's medium trust, which is the medium risk box, and then there's a low value of trust, which is in the low risk box. Now, when you're saying trust, you're saying as in I'm offering them the belief in them. Yes, that, that, that whatever information you're risking or feelings or vulnerability mm-hmm. that you can trust that they will hold it in honor, that you won't end up hurt, that you won't be left abandoned yeah. in that let, area. Let, let's, let's put it in a work format. Okay. You come okay. to the job, you're late and you come in or I come into you and I say, hey, boss, I'm sorry. I was late, man. The car wouldn't start and I went through this and I went through that. So you can tell me one or two things. You can say, well, that's terrible. And man, I I remember when my car didn't work and bummer, you know. So I shared you from the medium risk box of a risk, trusting you that you'd be nice. Or you could have said, what a dummy. Why don't you plan for these things? You should have had a backup car. You should have had a backup person if you know your car's acting up. And it'd be like, oh my gosh, that just totally devastated me because I took a risk to tell you the truth and you come back at me like that. So there's different risks that you can take based on what you can trust their answer will be. Now, let's say we're starting a friendship. Yeah. Our first date. And I tell you everything about my life, all the hidden secrets and mystery of my life. My (laughs) good, my bad, and my ugly. That's sharing you from my high-risk box. And you're not ready for it, or Mm -hmm. you're not willing to bear it, or you don't even know how to deal with it. Right. Whoa, I've I've gone too far to share with you in my high-risk box if I'm just meeting with you. Yeah. 
So I should start at my low, see how you handle that, then take it to my medium, see how you handle that, and then one day I may be able to share with you something that intimate and that deep in my life. Well, and that goes back to that advice our pastor had given us at one time when he said, never risk more than you can afford to lose. Yes. So if you're sharing something that you don't want shared all over the internet that could be devastating to your job or to your personality and your friends, um, then you probably shouldn't share that to somebody you don't trust very much. Well, that, that goes with social media nowadays. Because oh my gosh, it yes. It's like people will just dump out all their laundry out there on social media for people that may not really be able to handle or have the time to even care for what they just said. Yeah, yeah. And it's devastating. Yes. But it builds that story. You know, what I'm talking about, that story of... um. I share all the time and see this just proves my story that nobody really cares and nobody will ever love me and I'm always by myself. When that's not totally true. So a healthy risk would be something that they could share with somebody that would be a safe place that they could trust them at Mm -hmm. and see if they hold confidence in that or if they speak wisdom into that if it's a problem. a low-risk box starting there. Exactly. Instead of a high-risk and say, hey, I'm giving you all my life right here. I'm wearing all my feelings on my sleeves. Go ahead, tear me up. And it's not going to be supportive to that person or that relationship. the other side of that is people who won't risk at all. Oh, yeah. People who are in held in that bondage of fear or from a past hurt, but now they are locked in because they won't risk anything. I would love to hear you speak into that because I feel a lot of people are in that circumstance now that they don't share at all because they're fearful. If I say something, they're going to hate me. Well, there's two levels of, of responses we can live in in life. Fear-based or Mm faith-based. And sometimes we enter into that fear-based lifestyle where we won't open up to anyone, and therefore there's no risks that take place, therefore there's no benefits that take place, and therefore life really stinks at that point. Well, I've heard it said, and I I don't even know who originated it because everybody says it now, is that there's no growth in your comfort zone. So if we find ourselves only in that place where I'm comfortable and this is nice and cozy, but then we're saying we complain because we're by ourselves and we don't do anything, there has to be a risk involved to getting out of that comfort zone, which is going to cause growth. It's that pressure. It's the same thing that Pastor Butch talked about. Yes. If we don't put ourselves purposely into a stressful situation then the growth isn't going to take place. Yeah. Hey, that reminds me of something I just heard the other day. I heard about this study. Um, about the trees. About the trees, exactly. I think it was in the 1990s. This is a good one. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, and I might be saying this all wrong, but I, I, I'll come away with the point at the end. <laughs> but I guess scientists were building these biospheres or these big domes and they were trying to grow plant life inside of it, including trees. So they planted trees, gave it the right nutrients, made sure it got the sun, the water, the good soil. But before the trees would reach full maturity, like you could call it a tree, it was still, you know, a, you know, a young, I don't know, what do you even call them, a small tree, they would fall over. Yeah. And so the scientists were a little baffled for a bit, trying to figure out why these trees 
wouldn't continue growing, that all of a sudden they would just fall over. And what they found out is that the normal stress of atmosphere and the wind blowing, the stress that was caused by that constant push of the winds and the pressure is what built its strength up so when it grew to maturity, it could stand. I love it. Wow. And I think relationships, if you find yourself in, in a bubble of a relationship and we never argue, we never have any differences of decisions, we're always just happy, happy all the time. I would say you're going to have some troubles because life doesn't stay that way. Sooner or later, the pressure, pressures come. The wind is going to blow. Because God right. wants you to grow. Yeah, yeah. You can't just stay that little kid forever. I mean, it'd be nice to have a mommy and daddy feed you and yep. give you the house and made sure you had everything you ever wanted, but that's not reality as an adult. I know a lot of people that continue at the same level of maturity in life and are never willing to put themselves in any pressure situation, which would cause them to have to withstand Mm -hmm. and possibly grow in the maturity that pressure puts on you. Pressure causes growth. Our pastor was right. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you shared that story because I love it. I love the story about the trees yeah. and how they weren't able to grow in these f- perfect surroundings of like a little bubble that we sometimes want to put our kids in yeah. and put them in a little bubble where no, no one will hurt them. No one will ever speak we bad to them. We play interference for everything. And rather than allowing the pressures of life yeah. to ultimately cause growth. Yeah. So there are risks in love. And yes. there are benefits in those risks. Yes. Go for the benefits. Yeah. That's what I say. Go for it. You go for it. If you never had asked me out to go fellowship, then our awesome family wouldn't have happened. There it is. You spoke it. I did. Fellowship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or dating. Which one are you doing nowadays? Yeah, yeah, girl? no. Yeah. I'd say go on a date. <laughs> yeah. Keep it rated G for Jesus. I heard. <laughs> I, you said J. That's I crazy. Know. All right. Well, thank you, folks. Hey, putting tennis shoes on this really quick before we go. I think we pretty much said it all, that there is growth in the risk. There is maturity in the risk. And then ultimately, you receive the benefits that take the risk to the next level, which is the benefits. Yeah. So continue to take risk and make sure they're done that are equal to the challenge, you know, from the low risk box, the medium risk box, the high risk box. Don't go out there and throw all your eggs in one basket and say, hey, I risk and it it came back terrible. No, take time, use wisdom. Let the Holy Spirit lead you even what you should do at times in relationships with others. Wisdom will guide you on your risk that you take and you'll ultimately enter to the door of benefits and those are fun. Right? Benefits are always more fun than the pressure part, but it's the pressure part that helps you to grow. Yep, pressure causes growth. Yes. Happy growing. Happy growing, everyone. Something to remember. God has placed relationships as one of his top priorities, and I believe we can learn to do that as well. Like and subscribe to BRE Podcast. Be sure to share with friends. Best Relationship Ever is based out of Covering Ministries. You can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 
There is also a link directly to our website in the show notes. Please consider partnering with us. Help us see this program reach thousands who are in need of support and trainings.